Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's June 1st, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva, Dolly Howard, and Shala Avalon. So, um, as soon as they connected, they were talking about all sorts of things. So, I think it's going to be a lively show. <laughs> anyway, uh, hi, Walt. How are you doing tonight? Oh, very good. Thank you. Are you I, I think you guys are doing okay, too. Well... As best as I know, this is my third two-hour show today. Your third two-hour? Six hours? Uh-huh. Yeah, not, because not Derek... going to De the bathroom? That's incredible. No, 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 no. I have plenty of breaks. <laughs> but, because Derek's uh, new show started today, Metaphysical Perspectives. Okay. And I and must say it was a most excellent show. And the time went so fast I couldn't believe it was over. Both shows today went faster than I've ever seen shows go. So hold on to your hats. This might be a... <laughs> I don't know if time... Because the only thing I've got to compare to is the shows. You know, I mean, the tw the two hours between it wasn't much of all at all. You know, so I think maybe time sped up again. And... Um, Dolly, you're doing good. You enjoyed that show. I could see. Well, the, oh, I think everybody in chat enjoyed it. It was fun. It was really, it really was. I, the audience, the the listeners were participating with each other and Derek and, and uh, Julie. I forgot her name. Uh, Julissa. Julissa. And uh, it, it was just freaking good. Awesome. And how are you doing, Shala? You didn't show up for Saturday's show and say what? I am so sorry. I know. I kind of forgot. I got lost in the garden looking at all these spaceships or whatever they are. I don't know what is going on in the UK here, but there is ships flying around everywhere. And I got completely sidetracked and then I thought, well, should I ring? I realized what time it was at midnight. I was still in the, in the back field. I thought, whoa! I've got to, I've got to get back somehow, and I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know whether to ring or, or not. But I, I missed this, the, the, um, the metaphysical perspective show as well. I didn't realise that started today, so I'm going to have to watch that on or listen to that on the uh, podcast later. I can't so, at the end. So these spacecraft that you're seeing, you're just seeing lights in the sky. I'm assuming you're not seeing details of the ships. No, I can't see details. They're too high up. There, weird things are going on here, though, right? We, my husband can verify this, although he's in bed at the moment, so he can't now. But <laughs> we saw an aeroplane that was because I live near an Gatwick Airport. This aeroplane was coming into land when we were over in the back fields, and it it wasn't making any noise. And this was like an easy jet plane; it was huge. It didn't make any noise, and it hovered, hovered. It just stayed there. 
for ages and then went and then carried on landing. It was, I don't know what on earth is going on. And then there's, said that there, there are ships that camouflage themselves as human ships, even though they don't behave like human ships. She remembers seeing that in the ocean where a ship camouflaged itself and it looked like a simple sail, sailing vessel and then it turned into a ship and back again. So wow. I remember her telling this, that story. I mean, we both got, you know, you know when you get goosebumps and you're like really like, wow, what is this? And it just hot and it was there like in front of us, but you know, quite a, like a field distance away. But I live really close. And it was just like even my husband, who's quite a big man, he was really scared. He was like, Oh my god, you know, what's going on? Valley. Well you know what? He was clutching my hand so tight. I said, I don't care, beam me up, let's go. <laughs> well, yeah, it, remi it reminds me of a situation that occurred in Miami International Airport, which is only 20 miles away from me. And this airplane was on radar and was visible. And it just disappeared. Wow. Just disappeared. And then, like 20 minutes later, it reappeared on radar and visible and landed. Nobody on the plane knew what that they'd lost 20 minutes. It highly recorded. I think it got mainstream attention. That's crazy. It happened, you know, quite a few years ago. But so, and there was another instance, because what you're describing to me, it seems to me there was an another instance where a plane seemed to just stop. And I'm not sure if it's the same one or not, but I'm sure if they stopped and they could see it visually for 20 minutes, that would have really gotten somebody's attention. Yeah. But uh, that's that's really interesting. So, um, well, I had a look on YouTube about it, and there is there was a plane in in Spain, and that was it was like right up in the sky though it wasn't coming into land or anything, but that was just like it was stuck. It's like the Matrix is malfunctioning or something, isn't it? It's really weird. Or, or like you say, well, it could be cloaking because it was at night. So it was really, it was really like the lights were just so bright as well. It was like, wow, this is like first encounters of the, of the first kind or something here. I was expecting the music and everything. And it, it, we did lose time as well. When we come back, it was like three o'clock in the morning and I completely missed the show. It's really odd. And now tonight, I was just outside with my son, because it's quite funny. He believes in flat Earth. He thinks space is completely fake. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not one. I'm not really fussed about what shape the Earth is. I just think we need to look after it, you know. But I said, right, what do you think of space now, then, son? And he's like amazed. He's out there with his phone trying to take pictures of them. But see, on Telegram, I said to MJ12, because they're doing another disclosure, I sent you the first lot of disclosures. Well, they were, they were the second lot of disclosures that had come out on Twitter and on Aikun on the Q post. They were posting before Q, actually, on uh, Aikun and all the Q boards, the message boards, and then Q started posting. But they verified Q and all this other stuff as well. It's in the documents I've sent you. I'm still going through it because it's like 600 pages of questions and answers. But... They were doing an Ask Me Anything, and I said, oh, how about a flyby then? And they gave me coordinates to look at, and I was out there, and this happened all at the same time. 11-11, they said to be out there, and I think Sam can verify because he saw it on, he's on Telegram as well, and he's on their channel, and he saw it. It's like, what is going on? I think it could be Space Force. 
but that's just me dreaming, you know. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know what's happening. I just, I kind of spaced out there for a second because I was trying to recall what Simon Parks has said because he was indicating that the first week in June, which today's the first day, was going to be uh, very interesting. Walt, I know you heard his uh, last, well, I think it's his last uh, posting on an update. Do you remember what he said clearly? I don't, I don't, I don't remember him saying anything about UFOs. He spoke about the. No, but he was talking about June being some big thing, and if it is Space Force disclosing itself, you know, showing oh. more people, who knows what's happening? There's a, a a website I suggest you go on because there seems to be disclosure going on on there. That I, I got this off of Aitken. This website um, is called Ingersoll Lockwood. If you just type in Ingersoll Lockwood, this website has just appeared, literally like within a, a few days. Um, what's can you? Sorry, go can on. you type that? Type that name in the Skype yeah. chat because. Well, Ingersoll Lockwood, right, is the person who wrote the book, The Last President, the Baron de Trump. Oh, oh. Right? But then it gets weirder, Nancy. I tell you, it's like weirdness is going on. On the cue boards, we've had this mysterious person using Q. Well, he's not signing it as Q. He's signing it as B. But he's writing. Um, I can't remember the message. Oh, it said, um, "Fact versus fiction. You decide." B. And then there's another post, and I cannot remember for the life of me what it says. I'll try and get it up. But then M MJ12 po posted that post from the B, but they put in, they wrote on it, Ingersoll Lockwood, so it was like a meme, so that the, you know, the computer couldn't get to it, I've, I've saved the picture, and we went on this Ingersoll Lockwood website, and boom, there is so much, so much on there, and it's all coinciding, the Q, the, the this B, new, new Q poster, is, it's coinciding with the, um, Navy's posts at the moment, Trump's posts, Pompeo's posts, and Trump posted, um, on Memorial Day, um, a lot of things about the storm and to be storm ready for the storm and calm in the storm. So we think the post soon is going to come out. All the anons are, are, are waiting for this now. We're all on tender hooks. The storm is upon us. is gonna is gonna happen pretty soon. It seems to all be coming to a crescendo, guys. At last. <laughs> We're still yes, standing. Well. Oh yeah, Say I've got again, the right name of it. Where should I put it in in Skype chat or? Yeah. Yeah, just put it in the Skype chat. Yeah, I'll I'll put. Would you say, Dolly? He said yes, Walt. Thank I, you. Oh. I didn't want to yes. have to figure out how to get to the chat room in in Skype. Well, are you? What are you thanking him about? I don't know. No. Or. Because I was asking if she was able to contact the posse and ask about the issue of ships. Are, are, is she oh, yes. Is she uh, okay, go ahead. Real ones? Are you, is she seeing human ones? I don't know. She is seeing, according to them, maneuvers of Space Force and of uh, good ETs. They're oh. trying to coordinate... Uh, um, movements and, and 
uh, controls. Controls. Uh, of their sync their controls up too. Not the, how they control the U, their spaceships in sync, which also evidently involves syncing their controls, learning how to use their controls in conjunction with the others in order to do the things in unison that they're trying to do. Wow. It makes sense because humans are, are less mental where the alien ships would be more mental controlled. Yeah. And there's so many of them. There's so many. I just can't believe how many there is. If there's any listeners in southern England, look up, <laughs> please, because there's just so many, absolutely so many out there, and they're just so high up. But that's so cool. That is cool, because I feel that's sort of part of my mission. I mean, I have contact with my, my future self, but it's in meditations and in dreams. Sometimes I can do it when I'm in a daydream. But she says, when I'm ready and I've worked on myself, you will have contact. Your contact is always versions of you. She's always been adamant that it's always versions of you from the future and, you know, beyond other dimensions. It's always us. So that's so cool. Well, now, you said that this has been going on for a few days, huh? Yeah. Yeah, since... when? When was it? Since Saturday. That's really all the... I mean, I, I, I said about the flyby, I got the coordinates, looked in that direction, and that kind of was where the plane came from, to be quite honest. It came and landed in into Gatwick. Because I don't know anything about coordinates, so I was, I was jumping up and down, trying to get my other half to look. He found it, and we had to look in a... I wouldn't have been able to see it in my garden. So we had to go trudging over the field. I saw a badger as well, actually. Big, big badger came up and said said hello as well. <laughs> so it was quite an event, and I've seen them non-stop. I really do think that um, things are things are ramping up. Things are things are happening. Interesting. Yeah. I, I need a decent camera. I'm trying to get. I've I've even messaged Miles Johnson because he he does the bases. And he, um, you know, the Basis Project on, on YouTube? Yeah. 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 He, he doesn't live that far from me in devises. And I'm like, come on, dude, you've got all this equipment. Like, come into my garden. Because it seems to be me that's helping attract them. Because after I did a lot of uh, grid work and I buried a load of shungite and some quartz, out in, <laughs> we broke into the garden. Well, we tried to break into the garden of the Masonic Hall, but we couldn't. So we, we had to just bury it outside the Masonic Hall just to just to make it a little bit nicer in energy around there. And then after that, I've, I see them most most nights in the summer. It doesn't seem to be in the winter. I don't get that. Maybe I'm not out there enough. It's too cold. <laughs> that, that, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> we only go out in <laughs> the summer. I'm a well, fair weather UFO spotter, you know. What, what happened to Charlotte? Well, she froze to death looking at <laughs> yeah. the stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Let's stick that for fair weather. So what have you guys been up to? Well now, I don't know. 
<laughs> Watching seeds grow, actually. Uh, That's hey, Walt. therapeutic. Yeah, well, Walt, I, I, something happened about this. Okay, so I'm watering the grass out front because I've got to keep the grass growing so it doesn't let the dirt get into the sept or the flood system. And I'm out there putting the water out, and it's like this is not working. The there was some little trickles of grass, but it wasn't really responding. So I decided if I'm going to put all this water out, I might as well get some seeds and put the seeds down, which I do. And I get the seeds, and I put like two tablespoons of what I believe is it was the raw shungite. It might have been the silver, but I'm pretty sure it was the raw. And um, it, the seeds uh, came in; came, they were covered with some blue thing, and supposedly it's a coating that helps them keep hydrated. So I poured the the powder in there, and there was no powder in the bottom. When I, when I finally dumped, there was none. It adhered completely around the seeds. So I go out there and I use a, a sifter and I actually just do a pretty good coating of these seeds covered with shungite. Uh, but by then I had read the directions and this stuff that was supposed to be drought resistant, well, to get the seeds going, you have to put in a lot of water. I mean, you have to keep them soaked for 10 days. And I'm using my next-door neighbor's water, so I, I couldn't do that. So I kind of like, well, I don't know. I'm just going to put it down, and maybe the shungite will do something. So I go back the next day, and I like, I did a double take. Because the, <laughs> there, there was a lot of grass growing in just that 24 hours of just sprinkling. It wasn't seeds, but I think the shungite... It being on the seeds and the seeds getting a, a he's got a really powerful water pressure and there was a lot of water a soaker coming down on it pushing the seeds lower into the ground but I, I do think it was a shungite field that got the grass growing even though it wasn't the seeds very very interesting I haven't actually been out there today oh, I'm going to go out well it's going to be dark before we get out of here I probably won't see it until tomorrow I might have to mow <laughs> he, so uh yeah that was fun but um yeah that's what i've been doing shala just yeah i planted some seed, uh, grass seed today actually as well i done my grass seed my my rottweiler absolutely loves playing with the water with the hose she seems to think that she it's a game that she wants to bite the water coming out the the hose yeah hose. yeah She's absolutely mad. So she's helped me tread all the seeds in because I was trying to water the... If I turn the hose on, that's it. She could be asleep upstairs right at the other side of the house. If she hears me turn that tap on, boom, she's there. So then she was helping me by stamping the seeds into the ground and playing with the water at the same time. So she's messed the house. Now, that's, that's, a, that's a dog? Yeah, my Rottweiler. Yeah, she's a big, big girl. I had, I had a cat that would do that. A cat. <laughs> Oh, wow. But not not only that, the cat came back three times in three different cat bodies. And we always knew it was JJ because he would walk up to the water and start playing with it. Wow. It, you know, getting soaking wet. <laughs> Never, the, the only, you know, but we knew that, oh, Jay's back, look at this. <laughs> He's yeah. soaking wet. I think my cat would walk on tiptoes to not tread on the dew in the garden. It hated yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a typical cat. Yeah. Jay was not a yeah. typical cat. Oh, no, I don't like this. It's all wet. <laughs> That's amazing. 
right, right. So, um, well, let's see. Dolly, what do you got? You want to talk about Podesta? <laughs> oh, I can read Podesta if you want. I don't know if we want to read it. It was pretty oh. gory. Oh, okay. Well, he got uh, 8 a.m. this morning GMT time, or Gitmo time. He was executed by the firing squad. And his last words were, I don't want to die, or was it, I didn't do anything. He said both those things. He blamed Trump. True, but he didn't say anything about Trump that I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh! He, he, he accused Trump and um, the military of killing an innocent man. But yep. that's not in this review. Yes, it is. Yes, it, it is. is? Yep. Unless they took it out, but why would they take it out? I don't know. Yep, because I thought that was, that was oh, they said just him, so. They asked him, Podesta uh, called out to God. That was the last thing he did. Fire, Rear Admiral Crandall ordered. And they did. Yep. And I do, the more I see of this, the more I think this is real. And in the in the Simon Parks update that he gave, he said that he believed Hillary Clinton was dead. Okay? And the other thing he said, Dolly, is he said, and yes, your phones are taking pictures of you. <gasps> see, I told you. Now, was it your phone or the computer? Both. Well, he's, all of a sudden he said yes, and it's true. Your phone, he just said it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Even, tell, tell, Dolly. even this little thing I play on, uh, uh, the it's iPad? Like, like a notebook. Uh, you know what they're building up for, don't you? To, to, the I think they're trying to rec get facial recognition. Well, we, we all know that they've got it, but... They seem to be making a list of people that are like white supremacists. Whoa. Somebody's got something playing. What the hell? That's not me. That's someone else looking at that Ingersoll Lockwood link. That's what I, Walt? I was just trying to open the thing, but it... it <laughs> no, no, computer. It, this whole screen went dark. So I don't, I don't know what I don't know what's wrong with that website, but I, I the, despite the browser I use, uh, it messes up my computer. So I don't know if it's got a uh, a, a worm in it, a Trojan or something. Uh, I'm not going to visit that site again. No, it's, what site that, is that, that, that one? Was, that's the beginning of it. It's like a a video that comes straight on. I'm, it's like going on about. Uh, the army and products in the army or something but you have to go into it a bit more it's quite a fine website i'm on it oh, now i can't go into it since it keeps making my uh, this my, the screen comes up then everything goes black and oh, then it weird. comes up again and then everything goes black so whatever is going on it's uh too too funky for my taste i got out of there as fast as i could yeah i could hear it playing the the video in the beginning because there is a video that plays no one else has had any any trouble with it that's odd but 
that's the one you need to follow because it's it's they've got all the um they've got documents from uh, cia released documents about hitler's hideout in argentina they've got all the documents about admiral bird and his trip to antarctica i'm only just going through it now i haven't even i've just sort of proofread it a little bit you know i haven't gone right through it but man there's some awesome stuff on there but that's weird you're getting that problem wall I'm, I'm not sure what's going on nancy i found the trump comment well of course you did darling i was just I so excited i wasn't reading all the words <laughs> no um yeah so that's happening and and who was it the uh oh god the admiral there he said oh well podesta said i don't want to die this way alone and podesta said hillary's on the other side and we're sending a bunch more so you'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) i love that comment i thoroughly admiral rear admiral crandall is he the one who said it i think so yeah (laughs) i just loved it well, he's he's the, uh, I think I think he's technically the head of the JAG. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that's what, who he is because he's been he when he was the um, prosecutor, uh, ranking prosecutor against somebody. I'm not sure who. It says in uh, here that. Uh, he's the one who prosecuted Podesta's case. Right, right, and but the the new joint chief of staff, the head of it was there. Too, the one that replaced Millie. Yeah, that's um. The Marine Corps General David H. Berger, who recently Berger, assumed the right. role of chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. <laughs> See, if this was all BS and he's using these people's names, my feeling is that that he would be in deep kimchi. It wouldn't be from Facebook or YouTube. It would be from somebody knocking on his door saying cease and desist. Using names that, you know, you can't you can't ac- accuse admirals and the Joint Chiefs of Staff of being someplace without somebody fact-checking it. You know what I'm saying? And it and even lo- says in here, um, uh, he, after unseating General Mark A. My- Milley, who now stands accused of treason? See, they named names again and said what he was being—he was charged with. So I don't think it's fake. I'm with you, Nancy. Well, there's an article, an earlier one, where Millie actually was uh, arrested, yeah. and he was arrested during a Joint Chief of Staff meeting. Oh, I love that. And I, I can't remember what it was that he was ordering them to do. And the National Guard, the head of the National Guard was, yes, I am with you, sir. And the others in the room said, well, we knew this day would come, and they stood up and gave him uh, his arrest papers. He was wanting them to back uh, Biden, stand up and back Biden. Yeah, over something. I don't remember, but it was a Biden thing. They had to make a decision, Biden or Trump. Right. And they they just said, well, not Biden. (laughs) Not Biden. But, you know, it, it's very interesting to me because I've had so much interaction with my 
neighbors over this swale thing. It's really funny. The guy from across the street, Frank, he came over when I was watering it. I guess that was Saturday morning. He comes over, and we get to talking, and he just, like, I had said to him at one point, well, Trump is still president of the United States. And he comes over, walks over, and he said, why did you say that Trump was just, you know, because it was like for days he's been pondering why I would possibly say that, you know. So we stood out there for, oh, at least probably 45 minutes just jabbering away about different things, conspiratorial and otherwise, you know. And finally he says to me, you got to stop. I've had enough. I can't take anymore. I can't take anymore. And it, that's the reaction of a lot of people. They're, they're awake. They know something's wrong. And you start giving them the information. And then, you know, they're like a sponge initially. And then all of a sudden, the sponge is full and they can't take anymore. But I, I'm seeing more and more indications of people waking up. At least my neighbors. <laughs> either side of me. They're all... You know, getting it. And the, and the other thing was, was was that Frank was there and I was there. Well, I never wear a mask. They've never seen me in a mask, right? So we're there. And then Fritz, the guy whose water I'm using, he comes on out. And he gets to talking, not about that stuff, but talking about other things, you know. And all of a sudden, he stepped back and he said, none of us are wearing masks. And I said, well, you guys are have got the shots, right? And they both said, yeah, yeah. I said, well, I haven't. I won't. This whole thing is bullshit. And they just were like, oh, okay. <laughs> and we went on talking. <laughs> you know? So the, I, I think that there is a massive awakening. And, you know, according to, to certain people, it's like you're not going to get the response from the, let's just call them white hats, wherever, if they're ETs or whatever. Um, but you're not going to get until enough people have kind of tripped that level of, no, I can't believe this other stuff anymore. Tell me a new story. That that story is terrible. You know, give me a new story to live by. So I think there's a massive awakening. Remember what I told you about the uh, on Memorial Day, the uh, veter veteran in the parking lot that uh, spoke to me about Memorial Day, remember? And I, I remember. Yeah, tell that. <laughs> yeah, let's set the set the story up. Tell that story. That was well, such a great story. It, it's uh, very simple. It's just I went to uh, uh, Walgreens and I, I parked the car, and then this this other car parks next to me, and it, it's uh, it's a veteran. So he looks at me and he says, "Happy Memorial Day," and I look at him and I said, "Happy Memorial Day." Memorial Day, the day when we remember all the people who gave their lives for the cabal and for the for the wealthy ones. And like like you said, I thought he was going to be angry or offended. Instead, he started laughing and he says, yes, that's absolutely right. So <laughs> obviously somebody's waking up because a lot of people, uh, I, there's nothing wrong with being patriotic, but a lot of people think, oh, I gave... These people that I love gave their lives to protect our country. Well, no, they didn't. They went to a foreign nation to fight wars for the cabal because that's how they make their money. And they and and those deaths are, are dedicated to Lucifer or or the devil or whatever entity, the demonic entity that they love, 
Okay, here's all these. All these lives are yours now. All these souls have given their lives for you guys. So it's it's a crime. I, I understand about patriotism and how important it is, but why they died, it's, it's, it's terrible. And, uh, and here this person was actually awake enough to, yeah, people who died to defend the wealthy ones and the, and the cabal. You, not, not patriotism at all. So if, if he woke, if he, uh, if, as a veteran, he wakes up to realize this and more, and that, that's not an accident or an isolated case, in case more and more people are waking up. How old do you suppose he was? Uh, mid-70s, late-70s. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, okay. Not my age. No wonder he's talking that way. <laughs> you know, we got... I was listening to Fox, and somebody got on there and, and was blaming us for this turmoil. Oh. The, the, the baby boomers. Trump is talking. Um, yeah, the baby boomers. If we hadn't have revolted against the government or somebody, I don't know, in the 60s, that that's what set in motion all the stuff that's going on now. And I, you know, my first reaction was, how dare you defame me in my generation like that? But the reality is, is that a very interesting thing happened back in the, in the six, well, in the the end of the 60s and into 70s in uh, I think it was uh, it was May 4th of 1970 yeah May 4th 1970 Kent State occurred and a number of students were shot and killed by National Guard well this was just like the last straw on the university campuses and I was at that time a senior, and I was actually a voting member of the faculty, even though I was a student, because they saw the handwriting on the wall, and they knew they were going to have problems. There was already a lot of anti-Vietnam uh, things happening. There were a lot of uh, rallies, and, and at one time there was a rally, and uh, somebody from the... Um, Oh, what was that Black Brotherhood thing? I forget Black what they Panthers? were called. The yes, Panthers? a black. Thank you, thank you. The Black Panthers. He was up in front of this outside, outside uh, stage, and he was up there, and he was talking about this, that, and the other thing. And the wind blew his jacket, and he had a gun on him. And the people in the front row, in the front rows, saw this, and I mean, this guy almost got lynched because the students there were just appalled that anybody would bring a gun to campus. Um, but you had all these different, you know, groups coming together. And like I say, I was uh, basically a voting member of the faculty, and I never really got involved in what the students were doing, but I was fascinated. And so I started to go to their, in the student union, they had taken over the student union. This is the University of Massachusetts. They'd taken over the student union, and they had one room that was like their command center. And they had this map of CONUS, Continental United States, up on a blackboard. And they were putting in markers for every school and college that had shut down. As they shut down 
they would be notified and they would put it up there. I've never seen, and I've been in a lot of military operations, I've never seen a military, an operation that was like a military operation so excellently run. And they were in complete and continual 24-7 communication with Berkeley uh, University in California. And essentially, even though the mainstream media even then didn't pick up on what was happening, virtually every college and, and uh, college and university in the United States shut down Be, at, right after May 4th. It was probably the 7th when it came to a head, you know, where, where everything was just shut down. And there were organized, like at the university, the um, all the classes were suspended, but at least in, in the history department, uh, the, the, these guys had their fingers on a lot of stuff. Um, they decided that they would, would ha hold classes, but classes to discuss what was bothering the students, not set, you know. So they were running classes in order to give a platform to the students. But behind it all is this um, concept that we put such fear in the establishment. I mean, utter fear. Because human beings, Americans, have stood up and said, uh-uh, this is not going to stand. And I think that in a lot of ways um, that you can look at the protest at that time and you can say, well, weren't they protesting the same things that, you know, Antifa and Black Lives Matter? Is? No, it was a totally different statement of fact. Yes, they were talking in terms of social justice and everybody should have the same conditions and you know but it was all based on the basic concepts of what America was based on. Uh what happened was in the meantime you get the Marxist concept that doesn't work, but the people behind it know it doesn't work, but it sure does it, it's a rallying point for getting people to give up their freedoms. And so that, because they had seen the demonstration of how powerful the students and the universities and all this were, um, because of that, they, they being, I believe, the Chinese, um, have been in infiltrating us since the 60s. So for, you know, what, 50 years, we've been under attack and didn't even know it. It's It's... And I am, I'm one of the more alert people. I write about this stuff. I've been into this for since I was 15 years old and they killed Kennedy. All of this stuff was happening, and I didn't see it. I didn't see what they were doing. So we can't really blame ourselves or blame anybody except, in my opinion, the Chinese Communist Party, not the Chinese people. Beautiful people. It's the Chinese party, and that Chinese party is just another form of totalitarian. Now, why anybody wants to control everybody else is beyond me. Seems like a lot of work for I don't know what, money and prestige? That's not impressive to me. But it seems to be what, what's happening now. And, uh, so, and they also did an interesting retrospect of the 70s. Now, I don't remember the 70s being as bad as, as they were depicting it, but then as they started talking about it, I said, wow, that was a really screwed up time, too. But we got through it. You know, a lot of this, as a matter of fact, when I'm trying to think of what his name is, um, 
he 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 was going through and he was describing the society and he's and i thought he was talking about today and he says i bet you all think i'm talking about today he says no i'm telling you what was happening in the 70s and you know he's and he's saying you know but we got through this we can do this again so there's a lot of really good things happening out there and anybody who is feeling i mean i've been walking around for for almost a week now feeling really good feeling like everything is fine and dolly you've been in and out but you know you want to expand on that to let people know because i think if we share what we're feeling other people are feeling the same thing well i've been feeling this last week i've been feeling okay uh, when it comes to emotional uh, like nancy says everything's okay yeah i know i've been saying that for a while Everything's okay, God, one, Trump, one, everything's okay. But but the edge that I had when I was saying that is gone. I don't have an edge on me anymore. Uh, I am uh, immersed in my feeling of comfort in oh. a way I've never been before. That's lovely. Really lovely. Well, I, I've felt this before, but never when everything looks so bleak, you know what I'm yeah, saying? I know, it is mad. I, I feel like there's there's an excitement inside me, and I know there's a lot of, like, rubbish, you know, not rubbish, but there's a lot of, like, information to dredge through, and who's telling the truth, and who isn't, and info, and disinfo, but... And, and and some of the truth we've had to look at isn't particularly nice. But on the other hand of, of things, there is, like, great truth coming out. You know, like, we're realising, or more people are realising now, I think, from having this time off in lockdown, they've had time to just stop and think. And it's like everyone's having a spiritual awakening as well as a waking up to, like, what the flip has been going on. It's, it's spiritual, isn't it, as well? It, everyone is wait you know in their own individual way but i feel i go out sometimes and i think wow there's no hope for some of these people you know there's there's people still outside there's a, a lady she she must have some sort of ocd but i saw her with gloves on marigold gloves bleach in her hands and two masks on i thought she was going to spray me or something because we were standing in a queue i thought you spray me and that's going to go somewhere you're not going to like woman you know and some people are crazy, but but you can try and talk to them. But I don't know if it's I don't know if it's worth it. We can really see I can see here anyway, the two world split. You know the people that aren't gonna aren't gonna be able to make it, especially with the these more energy that's coming in onto the planet as well. That some people aren't, but I just feel so so excited. There's but, ever since after the inauguration, that was a bit gut wrenching. I did feel like I'd had a a punch in the belly watching that you know after all we'd been through but after that i just thought no this this is okay this is all planned it's all it's all fine this is why we're all here and we all deep down know that and everything we've we've been through all the rubbish all the good times it's all to lead us to this moment now and i think new books are going to be written about this and you know to to be able to teach the kids like 
what on earth went on, what we went through, how we got rid of this 6,000 year, however long it was, probably that long, death cult on this earth, how we, just ordinary citizens going about our daily business, how we thought, hang on a minute, something isn't right. And I think from the 60s, from the summer of love, that sort of era, well, the Renaissance was probably the start of it. They had, there was a, you know, all new things were around. There was art. There was um, people were exploring music more. And then the 60s with the summer of love, that was all, you know, exploring your spirituality and stuff like that. My, my dad was a, a Woodstock. He lived in Philadelphia and in Delaware. And he went to the Woodstock uh, Festival, this big summer of love, and then went off to travel to travel India and he saw gurus and you know met loads of great people but we're realizing now I think you helped lead the way and you were like almost like the first wave you know helping us because your generation had kids we are now adults as well you know and and it's it's we've all helped each other come to this point and I think there's so much to look forward to there really is and there hasn't been such a time of sort of uncertainty around but when you go within and you just meditate or not even meditate, just daydream, just sit in the garden, you know, look at the grass, watch it grow. Little things pop up and aha moments, they haven't been this poignant ever. It's like they're happening all the time. So there hasn't been so much, there hasn't been this much connection on earth, I think, to divine forces, elementals, everything just seems like more connectivity through this. And I think we, we, is that you can really see the yin and yang as well of it all, the, the awakening. You know, we have got the turmoil, but there's so much connection around, and it it's just blows me away, you know? I wanted to add one more word to how I was feeling. Um, great anticipation. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't anxious or fearful. It was just... Like when a kid is waiting for Christmas to come. Oh, how exciting. I'm anticipating Christmas. That kind of anticipation. Yes. Yeah. It is. It's so exciting. And we're doing it. Us. You know, little us who didn't think we'd ever be able to. We all thought something was wrong, you know, and, and how do we change it? How can we change it? But we are changing it. It's just beautiful. Did I hit it all, Nancy? Yeah, pretty much so. Um, thank you for both of you. Um, tell me, Walt, what do you think is happening out there? Silence. This all we get is silence. Silence. <laughs> Sorry, silence I was muted. Golden. <laughs> <laughs> What are you thinking about things, Walt? Oh, no, I was going. I was uh, uh, when I was muted. I was. Go, uh, I went to answer your question. And I said, "Shouldn't you be asking someone who doesn't live inside a cave all day long?" <laughs> uh, the only human one. interaction I have is the the teller at the store. That's about it. That's so. I I, I don't know if, if I'm qualified to answer that question. But do you have any? In- any feelings um, just within yourself about daily well, feelings not, when you wake up or anything? Well, uh, past the, the past, not this week, but the past week, uh, every day that I woke up, I wasn't uh, 
feeling dread or fear, but I was feeling anxiety. Like you're anxious that something's going to happen, but you don't know what's going to happen. That's that's what I was feeling last week. Like anticipation of Christmas yeah. or no. okay, so was it? I hate no. Christmas. So that, oh, that's been, right. That's Jesus. That would have been a really a nightmare. Oh, Christmas. Oh. <laughs> Get me out of here. Get me, get me in my spaceship. Get me out of here. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. Okay, so, but it's, an, it's good anticipation. I don't know. No, I don't, no, it wasn't. It didn't feel good. It felt like anxiety. Okay, it feels... Okay, anxiety. So you you are in fear of what's about to happen versus what I was feeling and I think Dolly was feeling like we're looking forward to what's happening. Yeah. Well, you guys yeah. are far more advanced, so... Makes sense. Well, you live in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> so don't don't get me out of my cave. <laughs> See, I used to live in a cave, but now I talk to my neighbors. I have long well, conversations. My, my neighbor's dead, so. <laughs> I know <laughs> that's so. That <laughs> well, did you ever find out anything more about what happened to Rick? And his his family told me what they would tell me, and uh, it's it it's a uh, it, it, it makes sense that they wouldn't tell me more because I'm I'm a total stranger. So uh, if I if I were a relative somehow, but they would give me more info. But I'm just a stranger. I'm just a neighbor. I wasn't even a close well, acquaintance. <laughs> so he just saved your life and your yep, family's yep. life. Wow. Strange story that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there wait, any? Wait, just a second. Go ahead. Before I I get carried away, um, Aquarius is saying, "Shallow, could you post the link to the website here in chat?" Oh, I was going to do that. I'll do it for. Her. Okay, thank you. Not a problem. Hopefully, no one else has trouble with it. I'm worried now. If we had trouble. Well, I haven't had trouble. The other people on Telegram haven't had trouble, as far as I know. I know that there's a movie thing that comes on, and it's like army, like drills or something with bombs going off. Okay, I, I'm clicking on it, so we'll see, because you didn't, the, it came up in the thing. Ingersoll. Funding American exceptionalism, is this what it is? Yeah. Ingersoll? Yeah. I'm not having any trouble with it. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah, it's a really good website. I, I Honestly, the the stuff about Hitler has just blown me away. It clearly says, Hitler's secret hideout in Argentina. In black and white. You, di- you didn't know he went to Argentina? No. No, I didn't. I, well, I've heard, you know, I've read stuff about it. You never know. But... To see those documents there in black and white, it's like, wow, this is, this is what we're actually ending now, isn't it? Well, yeah. The, the well, you know, there's a very interesting thing about where they went. Okay, so Argentina is a, a, a nation that was um, had a lot of German people there and seemed to be very friendly, had a lot of trade, you know, good trade relations with Nazi friendly. Germany. When the the what do you call it the uh, uniform 
of the Argentine army oh, was the right. German uniform, and they marched with a goose step. <laughs> Friendly, yeah. they were in bed together. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> I'm so I'm, I, I'm surprised Hitler stayed there on the continent because he could have easily gone to the base under the uh, ice because the the the, the, the pole is right there. It's a hot hop, skip, and a jump from Buenos Aires. Well, yeah, there's that, and, and but, but you know, I always thought that, okay, because it was a friendly place to go, and blah, 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 but, Walt, do you remember, and I'm trying to think of when we were, well, it was about the black goo, and the schist that is in that same area where Mer Merkel's got a, a, a house, you know that area? Where? In Argentina, where Merkel's got the house, you know, I German know chancellor. That. I didn't know that Merkel had a house there. Oh, I thought we talked about it. Maybe mm. I talked about it with some other, on some other show. Maybe. But yeah, but no, I don't think so because we were talking about black goo. That that you remember the story with Harold, and he goes and he meets this guy that's got these pieces of schist, which is a type of mineral. It's like. Uh, uh, how to explain it? It's very, it's very, it's a shale. If you think of shale, it's similar to shale. It breaks off in layers. It's not very, you know, stir, uh, strong rock. But he's got this stuff that looks like shift. And when he, when Harold um, touched it, he got taken over by the black goose sentience. Oh, and when, but when he got angry with that woman so violently that he could have killed her, and then he realized right. he wasn't himself. Right, and he went to his team and said, something happened when I touched this stuff. He was at least astute enough to realize that it was such a sudden thing, and the only thing different in his life is he had touched this stuff. And they actually had pieces of it. The guy gave him pieces of this. So um, they, his team and he, being real scientists, not the ones that get certified as a scientist and therefore locked in a box, but they were able to find... Oh, jeez. They were able to find a, um, wait a minute. Oh, it's Derek. Okay, I will just talk to him later. Okay. Jeez, I'm so sorry. There we go. Okay. Um, when, when, he, when he touched it and he got it in him, his team and he were able to find an antidote to get it out. But in talking about that whole schist thing it turns out that now i'm sure i had the conversation with you it was in argentina there was a, a whole compound area of german you know peoples uh living in this area including merkel which i don't know if she was living there but she had a, a thing so then i started wondering did in fact he um go to venezuela argentina what am i saying venezuela for argentina He'd gone to Argentina in order to be near this crapola black goose stuff that gives them power. So I've, I, you know, I'm just bringing that up because it's it's one of those stories that made me think probably it was true. Well, remember the uh, what do you call it? Um, in fact, the reason for the uh, Falklands conflict had nothing to do with politics. It had to do because there's a carpenter. Very near the Falklands is a small island, and they had uh, the Argentine had a, a scientific base. I think it was 
Carpenter Island or something like that, and they were studying the black goo. And in fact, that's that's the thing that Miles Johnson said in one of his shows when he did that multi-part show on the black goo, and the, that young man, you remember, he was really lean. He he spoke about the whole story of um, the Marconi company and all the the executives that died. So such in such. They committed suicide in really novel ways, not the traditional suicide way. Remember, and uh, that's that was at the at the core of the Falklands conflict. It had nothing to do with politics. It had nothing to do with Argentina trying to get that territory. But they couldn't care less. They wanted the black goo, and that that it just so happened that the that um, scientific base was there on that island, and remember they had the, uh, the Argentine had to evacuate, and then the uh, British came in and they blew up the base, remember that? That was Miles Johnston's, when it, that multi-part show on Black yeah, Goo. I remember that, I remember that, I think. Is he That's where we got, we got in, uh, in, introduced to uh, Harold Krauss. Yeah, he's epic. Yeah. He's around still, yeah. he's set up a community somewhere in Europe. I, well, no, I'm in Europe, but I mean over sort of Germany way, I think. He's set up a yes. off-grid. He looks well chilled out now. He's really, like, looks really mellow and at peace. He's just with his wife. He said there was a few hiccups, but he taught, he taught everyone a lot. And that Falkland stuff is, is crazy. And also there was something about the Gulf oil spill. That wasn't all, that was something to do with black goo as well. I don't know if well what they what what they okay you got the black goo that's associated with another planet this is Harold's uh, thesis with another planet that blew up and the black goo in any uh, the it's oil okay in any given planet is like uh, the basis for the sentience of the planet so this black goo was brought to Earth and he actually ends up as that piece in the kabah in the uh, uh, Mecca, yeah. you know the square well, building. One of the things worth me- mentioning. I-, I thought the same thing that it's it's oil, but according to Derek, no, it isn't oil because oil floats on water. It's lighter than water. This thing actually sits underwater. It sits when it's when it's exposed, like in under the ocean. It's actually under. It it's it sinks at the bottom because it's actually heavier than water. You can actually, he says that when you're diving you can actually open a jar and and just swing it in in this black mass and, and let the jar fill with this black goo but it's actually heavier than water so it definitely it's not oil it, the, it, it, the chemical makeup is radically different yes but it, it well it, it's it's a type of oil let me put it to you that way because of the fact that if you remember, they were drilling, and they, it was deep water. In other words, they were going very, very deep. They were going to that special oil that is doesn't even need processing. It's kind of magical, you know, just as a as a basic type of oil. And that was what they were after. It was Gaia's black oil or black goo. That was my understanding. So the concept of it being black goo is probably not exactly accurate. You know, it's more like gold. 
<laughs> liquid gold, remember? Uh-huh. Liquid gold coming out of the crude oil, you know. But, um, yeah, that story, uh, Shala, we, were, we got involved in it, uh, Walt and I did, on a live cosmic reality show. And it all came about because of one of these situations where you could say it was orchestrated or somebody was BSing, but I don't think so. And it was a boyfriend of a woman who worked for the French government. And she was off doing work stuff, and her computer was on in the bedroom or the office or wherever the hell it was. And all of a sudden, he's hearing her computer going nuts. So he goes in, and he's looking at it, and it was some kind of a program that indicated, if that program came up, it indicated there was a severe uh, crisis somewhere in the world. And he began to read what it was all about, and it was about a French submarine in the Gulf of Mexico that was attempting to get the black goo that was uh, basically flowing out of the deep, uh, deep water horizon pipe that had been shot at by probably the French submarine, but wasn't sure what if it was more because there was more than one submarine in the area. And the ship, the submarine, was able to get a sample of this stuff, but it was, they couldn't bring it on board the ship because it seemed to be deteriorating the mechanism by which they were even holding it outside of the, of the submarine. So they were calling for an emergency uh, meetup with French secret sur- uh, special forces in surface be- vessels to be able to take this stuff away from the sub before it ate into the sub and sunk it. You remember that story, Walt? Tell me you remember. Sorry, no. You don't remember. I'm not going to uh, I don't remember such a story. Oh, my God. That is absolutely uh, crazy, though. That, that, I've got... It's on tape. It's on tape. I'm going to find that tape. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah, Somewhere but I didn't remember tape. Walt had that incident. I, I know. Um, I thought about I thought about that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I noticed yeah, I, that my brain got eaten away. So. Well, you know, Walt, it's frequency. You know, you're in a different. Your mind has been altered in a frequency, so you've got, let's say, you've got a, a larger tuner, as, as Derek <laughs> would say. Uh, you got more 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 channels on your tuner now. But if you're not in frequency with the old channels, you might not be able to pick them up. And I noticed that when we were on with Lee Brown, shortly after you, I think it was your first or second, oh, is it Say What Show, I think. But anyway, we were on with Lee Brown, and um, she said that she had the zapper. And you were like, you have my zapper? And I could tell by the way you were talking to her, you had no recall of that. That's true. At the time, I did not remember that she had it. But before the end of the show, you were remembering the details. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you go, Oh, my God, I remember that story Nancy told. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I do have it on tape. I can prove it. I can actually she can prove, prove it, it, Your Honor. <laughs> I can. I can. 
Well, oh, I haven't. Like, oh, wait a minute. We're we're over we're over time here. I didn't even look. See, this is another one of those fast shows. <laughs> okay, so last show. Last time we were on with Walt, he bitched at me because of the break song. He didn't like it. Oh, oh okay. Ignore me. Just you know, majority. No, 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 no. no, no I. Everybody loves that song. Just leave it. No, no, no. We're not going to oh. do it. <laughs> what I did was I looked up a, sh a, a a music piece that he is in my files under Walt's song, and it's a four three two thing, and it's called Ocean Lab Ashes. Is all I have on it. I don't even remember what it is. But uh, Walt, this is one of your sh your your musics that you gave Colleen way back when. Okay. But it's five minutes, so okay. you know we got a big long break here. I'll Unless I get it. bored with it and cut in, you know I might not <laughs> like it at all. And welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's June 1st, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva, Dolly Howard, and Shala Avalon. Um, so the song that we just played, Walt, was that, were you happy with that? I want you happy. I want you happy, Walt. It was something you did. I have to say that the, uh, 432, isn't that the, is that, am I saying that right? All the, all the songs that I gave you, I re- I changed the pitch to to 432. Yeah, and um, I did. I got I got very. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I kind of got a little concerned. Shala, are you? Did you fall asleep? <laughs> it was it was no, such I'm a relaxing. No, I'm here. No, I loved it. I loved that song. It was really nice. Okay. You can. It sounds. You can tell that it's 432 because it it just makes you feel so lovely. I really like. Yeah. That. Yeah. Oh. So well done, well done from the past. The future proves the past. Walt knew what he was doing. Okay, is Dolly back with us or did Dolly fall asleep? <laughs> Dolly. Oh, I'm here, but my my hand that undoes the mute didn't want to work. My cursor oh, oh. didn't want to work. Curses. Yeah. Curses. Curses them curses. Curses. <laughs> okay, so what else would you guys like to delve into? So, where did we leave off the black goo? The, oh, I was saying that maybe um, Hitler went there as far as that point because of that black goo. Maybe that was, you know, their adrenal chrome at the time. I've always been suspicious knowing that he went to where the only place, the other place that I've heard of it being a, a, a depository of it was in that area of Argentina. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that he, he was there in, in the, in the what do you call it, in the city proper because he, he could have easily been there in the uh, underground base in the uh, Antarctic, but I don't know. Well, what, what was his arrangement with those forces? Maybe they were not seeing eye to eye, because the, it's my understanding that they were kind of split at the end. You know, there was. Well, he had lost the war after all. <laughs> he, he couldn't have been the greatest of heroes. Well, I mean, <laughs> so many people are saying that they didn't. So, but well, they, they, they yeah, that, a pol political force or. Uh, another faction that won the war and the rest lost the war. Yeah, well, they just technically, went underground, didn't they? I think, and then tried to because I've seen a Russian 
it was a Russian um, ex-KGB agent, and he said how you shouldn't ruin a country through wars. This was back in, like, the early 60s. He said you, you what you've got to do is change the education system. You've got to get into politics, get in, into the media, pump your propaganda in, and uh, pump poisons into the food you you get and that's what's happened I'm, I'm pretty sure of it because i was even looking into bill gates and his um the, he's in charge of core learning for for children and he has been ever since my my two are 20 and 22 now and they this core learning is it makes their mind like what we could work out maths wise in in a few seconds just by writing it down you know or or doing it in our heads they they have to make this ginormous number grid out of it and i was like what in earth are you doing and and he said no this is how we have to do it and it also puts a barrier between the parent and the child for being able to teach you know teach them teach learn learn teach sort of thing you 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 sort of get tips off them about how they do it in new ways, but you you couldn't then. You know, there was that that barrier was there. And then in the food, uh, there was, you know, there's poisons and E-numbers and everything else and propaganda on the telly. I, I just think it, they went underground. And I think, I really do think that's what is the culmination of what's going on now is the end of that. Because communism is communism. It doesn't matter what country it's from. You know, it's just they've maybe changed nationalities, but it's still communism, isn't it? It's still what they they wanted to install into the world. I I just think it's gone deeper. Into uh, well, I think uh, no, I actually I don't think that's true at all because communism is actually a utopian concept of all the people or one person in support of everybody else. You know the the us instead of the me type of thing. It's it's a utopian concept. What the problem is is that if you okay if you could get human beings to really get to the idea that we're all in this together and we're going to work together, you, that would be a communistic kind of society. But to get to that point, you have to have fundamental changes in the human beings, and that just is not possible in the scenario that was okay so these idolistic kind of people figure well okay so we'll force it on everybody and then they will evolve into these human beings and that is called socialism the great danger is not communism the great danger is socialism because it's the concept that if we can do, we'll do everything for everybody but it's like an insane concept because you can't do everything for everybody. Everybody's got to do something for everybody. And, you, you know, the government trying to buy us off is what is, they, they're selling it as socialism, but they're trying to buy us off. And the problem with socialism is so easily manipulated by oligarchs because you get a small group of people, a very, very small group of people, who understand the fundamentals of which you were referencing with the CIA guy. Uh, I think that was back in 67. And what he was saying was basically just mimicking what Khrushchev has said. He said, we'll take over America and we'll never fire a shot. Mm. 
Okay, so it was that mentality that, um, and he was talking, the KGB guy was talking from the position of what the plan was in, in the Soviet Union. At that time it was the Soviet Union. What the plan was. And you remember he was talking in terms of when he got here and started looking at where America was and knew what the plan was, he was really stunned of how easily the plan was being enacted in America. The takeover. Yeah. Well, now, in England, I think, as well. I mean, you know, the Queen's got uh, German roots as well, hasn't she? She's She's got uh, from from that same bloodline, I think. I'm not, I'm not too yeah. sure. So she would yeah. have just said, you know, crack on. Because we had the core learning here. We've had the E numbers in our food, propaganda on the telly. And they've just, rather than aiming at one country and doing it, they've done it. They've tried to do it worldwide, and thank goodness that so many people have woken up to it before it's it's too late, you know? Well, you do realize that the uh, European Union was a, a Nazi plan. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's, what they were, that's what they intended to, you know, once the war was over, that was the structure of how they wanted to run things, you know? Yeah, very and much. And that's, that's the European Union. Yeah, we had a, de- a right ordeal. I mean, you, you must have heard about this Brexit thing. It went on for years and years and years. It's like, look, we all voted. We all voted out, leave. We don't want to be part of that. And I think that was a part of the movement as well because we wanted to be not, you know, oh, England, uh, you know, the UK, sorry, on their own. It, it, it's just about we don't want to be part of that because you can see where it's going to this new world order and the Davos, that's where it is. It's in... It's in Europe, the, the meeting. You see, okay, Charlotte, it's you guys. You guys caused the pandemic. Let's, let's just get real here. Because you were waking up so damn fast and you were going to break up the European Union that they just had to do something really fast. So what did they do? They targeted your cities with 5G. Well, yeah. Okay? Well, Gates, no, Gates, yeah. Gates said, you know, and the others. Okay? They targeted you for 5G. But, you know, you had that, that guy... Mark Steele there. Mm-hmm. And Mark Steele looked at the stuff and said, Oh, wait a minute, we got a problem here. And started a lot of uproar about 5G and like the dark side says, Oh crap, we just put the 5G in because they had waken up about Britix, but now we gotta now they're waking up about this. Oh my god, we gotta have a pandemic or something. We gotta shut this down. So then they got the pandemic and they got the mask and they got everything else. And that woke up more people. Yeah. It's they're just feeding a fire, you know. Let's put this fire out with gasoline. <laughs> the, the more you throw at us, the more we're going to wake up. There's only so much rickety rocketing throwing us into the fire pit that, you know, we can take before we go, oh, well, I guess you're serious about this crap. Okay, we'll work. We'll, we'll get rid of you then. <laughs> you well, know, I found I mean, a, um, a, a, a patent, actually, that it suggests that they were mucking about with coronaviruses it was an avian one. I'll send you the patent. I'll put it in uh, Skype chat. Is this 060606? No, 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 no. It's not that one. This is that's that's to do with the microchip thing. This is actually showing you that they've made an avian coronavirus, and it was in Purbright, in England, which is where they do. Oh. They that's one of those chemical biological places. I think it's not actually far from me, Woking. <laughs> Well, nowhere's really far from you in England. It's not very far to get one side of the country to the other. But, yeah, I'll send it to you. It's absolutely incredible. 
and it's got the names of the people as well. And this was back in 20... Well, there's lots of different dates on it, weirdly enough, but I think it was signed and patented. It was a US patent as well um, in 2013. Let me find it. Breaker, breaker, one, nine. Go in, breaker, breaker. Thank you. Um, LK in chat would like Walt to let him know who was the author of that song and uh, what the, the title of it. Um, Annika wants to say Germans were not Nazis. The Nazis are Zionists. I think I got everybody. Okay, it was Ocean Lab, oh, Ocean Lab, one word, Ocean Lab, and the song was entitled Ashes, A-S-H-E-S. Do you remember any more about it, Walt? No, that's it. Okay. Yes, well, no, it, it, it wasn't ever the German people. And they'll say that about us. It wasn't the Trump people, it was the rest of them, and it's not even them. You know, everybody's be, being taken down the same psychological... I, I, I studied World War II. I studied every aspect of it for a lot of reasons, and I kept coming away with, how could the German people allow this to happen? And then I proceeded to watch it happen in America over the last 40 years. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a mind control game. But there's there. just... Sorry. Yeah, there's some people that just don't buy the the fish oil story right but everything they do is like you said is coming back at them it's every it's waking more and more people up nothing can stop stop it now i think the train the train left the station ages ago and it's destination new earth <laughs> but well you know we were talking about the baby boomers and i'm going to say something about that because to me, I, I don't know, I think maybe this generation is, is going through it, the young kids that are in school. But back in, uh, when, when Kennedy was president, we were living in a very, very nice place. Everything that we, we did was honorable. America was honorable. They'd won the war. My dad is honorable. He's a good worker. I mean, we go to church. I mean, everything was, was really very, very nice. And then they killed Kennedy. Now, what happened, in my opinion, having lived through it, is that up until that point of time, and I was 15, actually, I was still a child. I was still thinking with the mind of a child. And I think the difference between a, a, a child's mind and the way that it's operating and that of an adult is that Every time a child asks a question and there's somebody there to give them an answer, they remain child like childlike. They don't have to think for themselves. There's always an answer. But when you get to a point where there is no answer, nobody has an answer. And, and in that time frame, 63, the question was, why did you kill my president? And nobody had an answer. And it caused a generation of children to just suddenly begin thinking like adults in a matter of days an entire generation over one event and I think that that might have been the fatal flaw that the cabal managed to stumble into because yes the, the, the driving force in the 
realization that we had been lied to was the 60s generation. The breakdown in the universities from, you know, what was traditionally taught to what was being demanded to be taught by the 60s generation is, we don't believe you. Because the there were nobody, nobody could answer the question that the children were asking at that point. And so we knew the reality was bogus, and we went in search of a new reality. That's why you have that massive um, uptake in the hallucinogenic drugs usage and other drugs, um, but also the uh, transcendental meditation and looking for the guru, searching for new realities. That's all in the 60s, people. You know, the ones that were the baby boomers. So, yes, everybody that came after us, you owe us something. You owe us respect. And I see a lot of kids out there that don't understand what my generation, Dolly's generation, did for this world. Because of an event that, again, I think was a miscalculation by the cabal. Kill him in front of everybody, you know. <laughs> he shouldn't have done that. You caused a generation of people to wake up, and when they found out they'd been lied to, they were pissed and they were young. It made Another. the atmosphere in the, in the study room I was in change immediately. They put the announcement over the intercom at school. I happened to be in study hall, which was the cafeteria of our school, full of students. It changed. I got goosebumps feeling it all over again. He announced the President of the United States has been assassinated. And it was earth-shattering to us. Everything changed right then, right that second. Yes, it changed us. One of the things that I noticed was that nobody, no adult was talking. You know, the everybody was listening to television. Because you, they, they just, I don't remember my mother or father saying a word to me about it. My mother sat with me. I, I watched, I, I was nonstop. You know, you only had three stations at the time. And, you know, you'd be on CBS, and then all of a sudden they start repeating what they'd said before. So you go to NBC, and then ABC. And all I did was, and you didn't have remotes, I had to actually get up out of the chair. But that was probably the only exercise I was getting um, to change it, you know, to see what was on the... But nobody was talking. It was weird. Were they sort of, you know, dumbfounded and, like, shocked as well, do you think? Or were, were oh, they... Oh, yeah, they... Oh yeah, they didn't know. They couldn't the explain. Kids were able it. to handle it better. Yeah. What well, horrible the adults, things. They couldn't. They couldn't handle it because the reality came crashing down. The thing, I agree with with Nancy what she's saying about owing her her generation for waking up. But the thing is that now, who you are telling this to, is the a sleeping generation of the cell phone generation. Because now you're dealing with a generation of kids whose brains are inside their their cell phone. That's that's a tough one. Talk about artificial intelligence. That's that's it. Well, I mean, so I I know they have the to be taken out of the cell phone. Yeah, no, they do. I mean, nine eleven affected my my um, son. He was only three when 
9-11 happened and then an aeroplane flew past he was watching it on the telly you know with me and I said you know there's bad people have you know I didn't you know he was only three so I had to be careful you know bad people have crashed um into these buildings and he said but there's people in there and I said yeah I know you know and he wanted to watch it but I sat with him and I thought this is weird because he's only three and then a plane when we were going to pick up another kid from school because I was a childminder then um a plane flew past and he laid on the floor he absolutely would not get up and he thought the plane was going to come and crash into him and he thought all planes now were going to were going to crash and that's he's been awake since then since three he's thought no and he's researched it and he went off on the flat earth tangent a little bit but he he um you know he's he he thought no something you know, isn't now right. that explains no wait a minute shala mm. uh, i don't know about you but to me and i'm and i'm obviously don't know you and don't know your family but based on what you've said you've just explained why your son has a curiosity or an interest or something on the flat earth is simply not because it's real or because it's provable because you, you can't prove it uh but because it's questioning everything else yeah you know th this this destruction of the of your reality makes you question okay if they lied about this what else did they lie about mm. so yeah. you get you get so bad you get to the point that you question oh is, is the earth not round then is it flat no so, so now you're questioning everything so now you start uh, believing things that uh, is very difficult for something to be real but Uh, at least it lets you question it. I agree. Maybe, maybe it's not round. Maybe it's square. Maybe it's, I don't know. Yeah. There's a teacher <laughs> at Hazelwick at, at the school he, that Benny went, went to um, before we moved. And he, he was into Flat Earth as well. And uh, another boy I know goes there now. And he said, oh, this Flat Earth teacher's there. And I said, you know what? I'm glad because he's making you think, is it round? Is it flat? Why Why could there be another option? Is there even another option? So you're quite quite right. Well, it does. It opens up that, hmm, is everything really what it seems or is it not? And it, it does. It gets you to open all these, you know, drawers. Like if you're at home and you're not supposed to be opening drawers, you know, and you, you're going in all these cupboards and things that you've never been in. The Internet is just kind of like that, isn't it? And it makes you explore. Yeah. I think it's what you use these devices for. Some people have, have completely alchemized it. Yes. The internet was to control us. The phones were all to control us. But we've a lot of us have alchemized that, and we've used it to get one back on them, gain information, gain all the knowledge, find out how to heal ourselves with herbs and stones and, you know, crystals and nature. And we have, we have really alchemized an actual DARPA weapon, really. That's what the internet was, I think, wasn't it, when it was first? Well, they, they couldn't do what they wanted, because if you remember... Like in the first decade of the internet, because there was a time when the internet could not be used by an, an end user. Someone, a, a homeowner, someone who lives in an apartment could not have access to the internet. Only universities, only the military had access to the in, in, internet, and then only universities were connected. If you remember, the, all, all the mainframes were connected through the internet. The whole concept of the internet if I'm remembering my history correct, uh, was the whole um, nuclear holocaust type situation. It was a way to keep all the centers 
connected in case of a nuclear attack. You were yeah. able to have redundant connectivity, and then it kept growing and growing. And But it, it, when the Internet became accessible by the end user, if you remember the big, the big argument in those days, they wanted to uh, put a big valve on it, and they wanted absolute control of what you could see on the Internet, and you couldn't do it. They wanted to do that, and they couldn't, because by then the dark web was, was so big, so huge and so deep, they they couldn't do it. They tried to control it, and uh, the dark web is like ten or a hundred times bigger than the usual web that we are aware of. <laughs> oh, I can so, imagine. I, I, so I'm not them trying to control it. It's, it's they they forget it. The, yeah. it, it went it went too too big too fast. It, it got out of control. <laughs> So it's amazing. We are uncontrollable, really. We are um, when we put, our, you know, um, uh, when we're left to our own devices, we can, we can expand and grow. They just that they, they, that's what it is, and they've they've completely lost their grip on us, really. Now, I mean, there's one thing I'm worried about in the, in the UK that's quite concerning, actually. That I've picked up on this um, beginning of 2020 when lockdown protests were happening. I don't know if you saw any of the videos. It's really great great turnout and a lot of people turned up but the organizers of these protests are actually um they're called stand up x and the symbols of these uh posters is the fists in the air and it was one black fist and one white fist in the air you know the clenched fist that everywhere else has got this fist on these posters as well that's kind of antifery or Anything to do with Soros seems to have this fist, even in Myanmar. And now I think all these people have been um, brainwashed or something or, or, you know, wiped into something or gone into something. They don't know quite what they've gone into with the protest. So, yeah, loads of people are waking up here. But this this stand up X protest thing, I think, is something to do with Soros, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. So that's a bit worrying. Well, yeah, I guess you have it's to all do, drama. <laughs> do diligence yeah. and, and truly investigate who's behind it all. Sorry? Hey, Walt. He's saying do diligence. Do, 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 oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I look at the symbolism. Sorry, you cut out then. That's quite, I couldn't quite hear you. But, um, yeah, it's... This symbolism is, is ridiculous, and that's what worries me, is people are going down um, a, a slippery slope of not realising this the symbolism that's out there. You know, with, with all this internet access, we should, we should know, but some people don't want to look into the dark side of things, or, you know, they, they still look at occult and symbolism as, as all bad and don't look into it, but you need to, because that's their, that's their sort of language, isn't it, at the moment? Um, you know, uh, Piers Corbyn, who was one of the leaders in the protests as well, he's um, teamed up with uh, Black Lives Matter now as well, so in, in, in the UK, and they're forming a party together. So he's hoping to get all the, and I'm not, you know, I'm not racist or anything, I, I, I do believe Black Lives Matter as well as White Lives and All Lives, but it's the fact that they're trying to still sneak in and trying to still 
take the public um, energy because that's what it is, isn't it? I mean, there was nearly two million people marching this weekend um, in London and all that energy where all the ley lines are, you know, it's all being har- harvested and Soros is, is getting, I mean, even the leaders of these stand-up X, they're only young teenagers, they're doing all these ball hand symbols at the protest and people can't see it. You know, that's what worries me. Um, <laughs> some people think no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Who's protesting? In England, there was a, the, there's been a protest pretty much every weekend in London. And the leaders of the main, the main sort of leaders of the, the protest are a group called Stand Up X. And if you look on, you can find their posters, you'll see, you'll see them if you Google Stand Up X. Uh, you'll see these fists in the air. They're like the Antifa fists, you know, and the Wide Awakes um, movement, the fist in the air, the clenched fist, which is still to do with, I think, that's a symbolism from World War Two, isn't it, still? And uh, it's something to do with Soros. Even the Myanmar protest, they've got a pink clenched fist in the air. At Black Lives Matter, they've got the black fist clenched in the air. It seems to be this symbolism that's um, quite prominent around here, and it seems to be gaining more and more, more and more attention in England. So they are still trying to... Um, dig their claws into us, you know, but hopefully we'll be, I'll, I'll try and show you the pictures, I'll try and find one, so you know what I mean, you, when you... Well, the, the thing you have to keep your, your focus on is that everything that they're building their narrative on is based on lies, mm. and the truth's going to win. Yes. You know, these people are going to fall apart and blow out way in the wind. It's like this, uh, the climate crisis. Okay, mm-hmm. they tried to make it a big deal, but when you look at it, what are they trying to do? They're trying to destroy the economy of the United States by spending all this money doing big, big green, uh, the big green thing, and you know allowing the uh, combustible engine, uh, combustible fuel sector to just fall and you know die. It's a, it's a way of getting rid of the economy. That's all it is. But the actual science behind this climate collapse is absolute BS. And, it, it, you know, it, as much time as it would take you to probably go to your work and come back, you would find there are documents out there that will tell you why. Now, you're not going to find them on Google probably, but you'll probably find them on, on uh, Duck and some of the other ones, uh, the other search engines. But there's there's no proof in science that there is a collapse of the climate based on carbon emissions. None. None. So they're they're based on lies. So they can do so much. To make it more interesting interesting is the so-called global warming that they're insisting is happening on Earth. The, 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 what do you call it, The, the other scientific group the, the astronomers, the, the ones that are observing other planets and other celestial bodies, they're, they're seeing the same thing on, on other planets where supposed, supposedly there is no human presence, like Mars and the other planets. They're all manifesting signs of, of global warming. So where are the cars? <laughs> so 
early on, I think, I, I forget how many years ago, I, I remember hearing these guys talking that whatever is happening is happening uh, the, in the entire solar system, not just on Earth. It's a natural thing. So why, you know, why are they on this, you know, fuel bandwagon? Fossil fuels, oh, it's causing world global warming. Well, it's it's happening on on all the on all, on the entire solar system, not just on Earth. So that's that's the part that makes that's that's really stupid. You know, they they're fighting for this uh, fossil fuel thing, and but global warming is perceivable perceivable in all the other planets. It's not it's not unnatural. You know, there's a reason why it's happening, and it's not it's not like the oceans are going to climb. Oh. The, the oceans are going to be so deep they're going to cover the Empire State Building. No, what's happening, it's natural. Well, case in point, I, I just saw it, somebody posted it on, on Facebook. Uh, the, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a view, it's a view of a coastal city. It's a, I, I forget, I forget the, uh, the, the landmark, but it's a, it's a picture of, um, of a well-known building from the 60s and, and next to a picture of the same building but decades later now uh, you know it's a very recent photo it must be a couple of years old and yet there's no difference in the in, in the in the uh, sea level change there's, there's no there's no difference by by all me by all intents and purposes if, if this was global warming were true and were happening uh, half of this uh, building should be underwater, yet it's still standing like when it was built. So it's like you said, it's it's a lot of BS, and they're manipulating people with this with this stuff. God, and once we get to a point where we can wake people up, you know that that okay. It's the, the, everything has been built on a, a house of cards. You know, one of the fundamental things about the Catholic Church is that it was based on a belief system that all went back to your faith. And if any one of the cards holding up this belief system all of a sudden turned out to be weak and you questioned it, it was like a a house of cards falling apart, and I can tell you that because that's what happened to me. I was the best Catholic. Oh my, I was the best Catholic until I started a fundamental. Well, the thing that that broke the camel's back there. Oh, I was a good Catholic, and one of the principal teachings of that religion to me, my generation, was that the Pope was infallible. But then I became a history uh, student, and I find out that these popes in many cases were the most deplorable human beings on the face of the earth. Anything that Hillary Clinton or the others have been accused of, they did. Terrible, terrible people. And when that, when I realized the truth of who the popes were, boom, that religion went out of my head like a big storm just blew the cards down. And that's what we got. What they've been building in people is a, a fallacy ba based on lies. And it's all a house of cards. So when the first person realizes, oh my God, I think that, I think that there's you know a devil out there, and doesn't say it just like, you know, there might be a, 
know that they understand there is a devil in the form of human beings doing some very, very incredibly evil things. Uh, it's going to fall. The whole, the whole facade of their realities will fall. But that's okay because we're here saying it's fine. You know, it's fine. We've known about this for a very long time. And what are they going to replace it with? Well, they're going to replace it with med beds. They're going to replace it with free energy. They're going to replace it with the realization that there is a secret space uh, force out there that is working with ETs and has been since the early 60s at least and probably the mid-50s, if not before. There's, the reality is so different than anybody that hasn't been into the alternative world. I mean, think about it. <laughs> think about every sci-fi show that they've ever seen is not as sci-fi as reality. Yes, Simon Parks said that a lot of people have been writing to him angry, angry letters saying that med beds aren't real, so that it's all bull. That there, there's no such thing as med beds, and they're not going to put any med beds. And he says, and that's not true. I know for a fact that there are med beds, and in fact, he's saying that his his group, Connecting Consciousness, is one of the groups that's going to be asked uh, to take play a role in how the med beds are going to be deployed, because it's yes, and he's coming to Florida. Oh uh, yeah, so. So it seems that they don't want anybody in the medical field to be directly involved because all those people in the medical field, um, unfortunately, not all, not everybody is bad, but a lot of them are sold to the pharmaceuticals. So you can't expect those people to be uh, decent as to how these things are going to be handled because uh, my first, the first thought in my in my head is if they're going to take these med beds to hospitals and doctors who are sold to them who have sold their soul to the pharmaceuticals, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to sabotage these beds. So the beds are not going to work. <laughs> so they better look for a different kind of group to handle these things. So it seems that's going to be the case. He's going to be involved with that. Yeah. It's funny it, what you... It, it, oh, sorry. Go sorry. ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, 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 because I'm, I don't want to change the subject. So go ahead. It'll change the subject if you want. No, I, I was I couldn't help thinking that when you were talking about um, how you were like the best Catholic and you woke up when you read the stories of what deplorable people you know the old uh, the popes or were, and I, I kind of found it funny because I'm I'm contemplating that my father's awakening from his religion was corn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you woke up in a very logical way, you know, you studied the story of the leaders of the church, and they were not nice people to begin with, so that made you think, you know, you know, what kind of religion is this, if, if these are the people that are directing it. In my father's case, he was a, he was a little kid, and one, one day after coming out of the service in church, the priest gave him this little cloth bag that he should keep clipped to his uh, clothing all the time. He says, this this will protect you from the devil. Because that's the thing, is that uh, that's a very common thing in Argentina. Supposedly, they worship God in some form, but all they talk about it all day long is the devil. So I don't know, I don't know if they really, really, really care about God. 
But the thing was, my father was convinced, you know, the full cloth bag is going to protect me from the devil. So he says, you know how kids are always playing around and getting their clothing dirty. When the time came to go home and he changed his clothes, he couldn't find the little cloth bag. So he says, for an entire week or more, he didn't sleep a wink because all night long he was terrified that the devil was going to catch him because he lost the little bag that the priest gave him. So years later, he says, I'm, I'm, I'm rummaging, digging around, looking for something in his room. He's a teenager by now. And he, lo and behold, he finds the little cloth bag that he lost. So out of curiosity, he opens it. Inside there were three grains of corn. He says, can you believe it? With the power that the devil has, such a powerful being, three grains of corn are going to protect me from the devil. <laughs> so that convinced him what, you know, what a bunch of bull this whole thing was. So it's funny how awakening comes for different, for different people, huh? <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> really well, your is. makes more sense because it was, you know, logical deduction. So, no, this kid, he, oh no, three grains of corn. Can you imagine? <laughs> that's it. That's all the that's all the conviction that he needed. That it was all bull. <laughs> well, what what I found what I found interesting in in going through that process was that I thought I had a very very stable religious basis. And yet it was only one one of the cards that needed to go, and then it crumbled. Because if anything's built on a tower of lies, it's not a very stable structure to begin with. And more and more people, like the show that Derek did today, you know, talking about how can we become more adept at seeing the other aspects of reality that we don't see because we're limited by our fifth sense, our five senses. And if we were you know, able to, let's say, exercise the the third eye and, you know, your your solar plexus chakra and your heart chakra and do all these things, how much more of reality do you really, you know, come across and find? And once you start to see the magic, it's, the rest of it just goes away on its own validity. So I'm sure that once people, there's something changing in people They've gotten to a point where they're willing to hear the rest of the story. Just the fact that my neighbors and Sandy's friends and even Sandy, we had a, a conversation that was a little bit, you know, deeper than we've had in a long, well, since Trump came on the scene, <laughs> you know. But, Walt, we, don't, we only got nine minutes. I wanted to ask you about quinine. Do you know anything about quinine? No. Okay, it, it's a, a derivative of some bark that's, I think, in Brazil. But you can look it up and you can find this. Oh, I, and I this know that is, much that uh, it's, um, what do you call it? Uh, in fact, I, I've, I've seen the wood that it, it, it's, it's reddish kind of wood. So it, right. when it gets wet, it kind of, it looks like, like um, orange-brown. And it's, uh, it's got a bitter taste. So I'm... I'm I know that because there was a there was something that my mother would uh, buy. It's like it was like geritol in the sense that you had to drink a, one little cup every day, and it was made of that. It was made from that from that bark. 
but it wasn't quinine. It wasn't it wasn't uh, quinine itself, but it, it had that. It was a kind of a bitter taste. So I know about it, but I don't know about what the, this medicine that they're selling. Well, apparently uh, quinine, which is like I say, derived from that. You can make, you can get the bark. You can make teas out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, probably poultices too. But the quinine is extracted from the bark and used as the basis of hydrochloroquine. Yeah, the cure for okay. the first. The first time I heard of it was uh, when it was. Uh, it's part of the information on malaria, like the cure for malaria is quinine. It's I ideal it? for well, for a long time. Tropical it's, um, illnesses and diseases. Yeah, they give it to people with lupus as well. I was on it for about four years, um, hydroxychloroquine. That actually decalcifies your pineal gland as well. Well, the key here is the quinine. Um, Mm. You know, it's like turpentine is what we, we have been talking about. But what's behind the turpentine? Well, it's the pine needle. It's the pine sap. So... What we have to think of it, it when we're talking about the quinine is maybe the things, the way that we use it um, are, are derived from the main healing element, whatever is in quinine itself. And it may be the bark. But what, what, why I'm asking is because Mark Joseph asked me to ask you if you could get a frequency of quinine. Because they're they're finding that hydrochloroquine and quinine, having a lot of other things, um, are very beneficial for anybody that gets near the shot or gets the shot or is near people that have had the shot, even when it was being touted by by Trump. You know that um, is, is still doing a very intense healing uh, as a healing application. So we were wondering, is there some kind of a frequency that people could audibly hear the well, sound? Uh, well, either that, or you can make it a, 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 you can produce the frequency like with the spiral. The turpentine spiral produces the same essence as the turpentine. Proof of that is you had a reaction <laughs> without orally taking turpentine, remember? So you can do the same thing with uh, any any essence you just have to douse for the value of it so you can make a spiral or you can make a tone whichever whichever you like you might want to look into that that's interesting you know because yeah because people are out there scram you can't get the hydrochloroquine without a, a a prescription so they're scrambling to get the uh quinine and my understanding is it's not the safest thing to be messing around with if you don't know what it is. Oh, Nancy, I know but you can get it from, um, you can get the same stuff from a grapefruit peel if you boil it. You, you well, that's, that's up in question. I've done some research in it, and I've not, I'm not convinced of that. Oh, it's not taste the same. I've done it with, it tastes, with it my It tastes dad. the same? Yeah. It's that really bitter because it's in tonic water as well, but I can't imagine there's much in it um indian tonic water if you get the indian one has got the um bark in it but it it does taste exactly the same maybe it's the taste that's deceiving people that people think that it's got the same properties because nancy do you have a guinea pig if i make a spiral or a tone 
Do you have a guinea pig to test us with? No, not really, because I don't know any. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I could say to Sandy, "Would you use this?" But she's doing all right. Um, not me. I, no, I, th- I think that probably the best thing to do is to put it out as a tone if we can, and then if people are actually finding that, okay, a, a lot of this would be um, if if they got the COVID. Or they came down with COVID after get COVID symptoms. Let's understand it's all symptoms, um, but they they uh, you know those same symptoms are for a lot of things, including 5G poisoning. Um, so when you got when you got the the concept of the sound, at least if you're feeling bad, something's off. You've been with people that are vaccinated, whatever, and you try that because that was where Mark um, heard that. Two, three doctors got involved with people that had been vaccinated and they all started feeling sick and one of them had a, a, a nosebleed that wouldn't stop and they all took the hydrochloroquine and it stopped it. So if we can just get a tone out there okay. that people can at least listen to, you know, then, you know, if, if it's working, then go to the spiral after that. Should I send it to you or Mark? No, send it to me, and I'll put it up in the in the area where we've got all the tones. Okay. So, um, okay, so Shala, we're we're three minutes out. You want to say um, whatever to the peoples? Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening, and um, I'll be back next Tuesday. I'm going to try and get a decent camera so that I can take some pictures or record these ships so that you guys can see them as well. But um, look to the skies, people is my message of the day <laughs> yeah what direction were, was it I mean were you seeing them just east west south what, what? Well, my son was just out a minute ago and he said he saw four three were going one way and one was going the other so it was diagonally so, south. so maybe everybody should just look up and see if they see something literally they're, they're everywhere okay they're say goodnight say goodnight to the audience Good night. Walt. Good night, everybody. Thank you for being here. Good night, Dolly, you everybody. Can say Sweet dreams and blessings, and uh, talk to you next time I talk to you. Bye bye. Well, Dolly, they what? they said goodbye. They said goodbye so quickly that we still got a, a couple of minutes. Well, <laughs> a little bit more time here. Oh, so then it, I want to uh, say something. Okay, please. I wanted to ask you earlier, but I, I knew you had a full day. Um, I would love it if we could figure out a way where people could ask us, submit questions to us, uh, a central area where they could do it, because uh, not everybody can get on. Okay, you got to say goodnight. Okay, I got to get out night. of here. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll work with that, and we'll do something. And um, everybody, we appreciate you being here. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.